evening, everyone, and welcome to another impromptu episode of Talk is Cheap. I am your host today, flying solo. My name is Will. Hi, how are you doing? A couple of things on my mind. Um, I'm not sure really where to begin, so I'm just going to kind of let it out and we'll see where the night takes us. One, if you're not aware, um, and you should be aware because it's been on the news and it should be really everywhere, um, a series of tornadoes have ripped through four, I think, four states, um, like around the Kentucky region, and people are dead. Now, why is this unusual? Why would I bring this up? Because, well, the conditions in which these people died... One of them, the, the biggest body count, was, I believe, a candle factory down in that area where they were warned, their management was warned. Um, the meteorologists had been saying all day that there were tornadoes coming, and they had a pretty good idea of what path those tornadoes were going to be on. And they warned everybody hours and hours in advance. And when the time came and the tornadoes came, the management of this candle factory did nothing, did nothing. As the tornado raged outside, the roof of the building collapsed and 50 people on up, I believe 50 plus people are now dead because profits were more important than safety. Does this shock you, really? I mean, if in all the bitching I've done about late-stage capitalism and the failure of our economic system. Does it really surprise you that a place would choose profits over human lives? It shouldn't. It pisses you off. That it should do, but it shouldn't surprise you. Uh, to, to piggyback along with this, you may have also heard of the roof collapse. I believe it's a roof collapse or a structure failure at a local Amazon distribution center in the heart of this tornado hell that we had, um, where I think f six people are dead. And one of those, the, the report that's been making the news, is this, I think he was a Navy veteran, was texting his wife. It could have been one of the other employees, but was texting his wife, we know the tornadoes are coming, they won't let us leave. They won't let us seek shelter. Shelter that Amazon getting their packages done and shipped was more important. Making money was more important than human lives. Jeff Bezos made who knows how many billions of dollars that night, and six people are dead. He doesn't care. That company doesn't care. To you, the average ordinary citizen, you are just a number, a deficit, a variable and a profit margin game game that's all you are you're you're not you're not people you're not human beings you are a means to an end a disgusting means to an end because you want stuff like fair pay and equal treatment and a positive work to life balance what is that a work to life balance what that is is how much time you spend working versus how much time you spend with your family, your life. You know, we only get the one. Unless you're Buddhist or something, you only get the one. 
I don't believe reincarnation is widespread enough that we're all getting second or third shots at the barrel. But, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to these people. It doesn't matter to these companies. Um, I was on Reddit today, and I know, I know. Reddit is what started all of this for me. Reddit was the basis for my first episode, Anti-Work, which is doing phenomenal. It's about to pass 50 plays, right, which vastly outpaces anything else. And I totally appreciate it. But this is kind of, this is kind of that episode part two. Anyway, as I was saying, I, uh, I was on Reddit today. And I was scrolling through all the things that I, I subscribe to, like some gaming channels and anti-work, obviously. Obviously. I mean, come on. And I came across this video. Excuse me. I need my Pepsi. I came across this video of this former Starbucks employee who had to go into work one day. She had a fever of over 100 degrees. She was, she was sick legitimately sick because because people get sick she had to go to work on a friday after texting her district manager um that she was sick and wouldn't be able to open the store she still had to go to work why she didn't choose to just stay home and say fuck it let the store be closed i don't know but she went to work she couldn't get anyone to cover for her so she could go to the bathroom and six hours into her shift, she collapsed on the floor and soiled herself in front of her staff and her customers because there was no one available to cover for her so she could go stay home and be you know, sick, get better at home. The disgusting nature of these companies that would brainwash a population. It's not just these companies. It's our government as a whole. They would brainwash a population into believing that you don't have a choice, that you must go to work no matter what. Work needs you no matter what. Their business is more important than your health, than your well-being. It's, it's completely disgusting, and it does make me considerably angry. But I kept watching the video. Because I, I felt for this poor woman. She was just a, a manager of the store, the general manager, so all the responsibility was on her shoulders. She had passed out in front of the staff, and when she had finally gotten a hold of her district manager, who had been avoiding her all day, um, she said, I can't do this anymore. I have to go home. Without, and explaining the situation, without a pause, the district manager said, okay, I'm going to send someone sent an assistant manager from another store, you know, not that far away, who came in and within like 10 or 15 minutes called the district manager and went, we can't do this. We are so short-staffed and no one is covering that I don't, I don't have the ability to operate this store. And then, only then, did the district manager decide, okay, we can close the lobby, we can close the online orders, and we'll just do drive through or whatever his decision was. Going back to the lady that was sick, she was not long after, a couple weeks after, when she had recovered, she was on a Zoom call with other district managers, other managers of stores in her area, and she was recording it, which you generally can't do that, record, you know, in her office 
shit. The company's never, never like that. Anyway, this meeting they were having was a union-busting meeting on how unions were going to do nothing but take profits away and weren't in the best interests of Starbucks and its goals and values. No fucking shit. Unions are never in the interest. Well, most unions are never in the interest of the company. They're in the interest of the workers. That's why it's a workers' union. Workers' union. We like to say just union and cut out the workers' part, but it's for the workers. I've been in a few unions. I'm in one currently, and it needs work, but I'm in it. I refuse to pay dues until there's new leadership. Fuck them. They can come talk to me. Anyway, unions are there to protect and advocate for the workers. You see companies like, and this was in the news, Amazon used a company called Wilmer Hale to bust up the unions starting to form in its plants. They, those, that company comes in and does interviews and twists the facts around to make people believe that unions are bad for you. You, the worker, because it'll take away your benefits or it'll take away this or something. When Amazon is known for its cruelty to all of its workers, where you're on such a tight deadline to get packages out the door or you won't get paid that you have to skip bathroom breaks. Have you ever tried to hold your, your bathroom break for eight fucking hours while you're running around? You don't do it. You don't do it. The employees say, fuck it, I'll piss in a bottle. I'll piss in a bottle because the company I work for won't let me use the bathroom. Because if I use the bathroom, they will dock my wages because I'm not producing for them. Think about that. Think about that. We, I've shared today on, I think it was my, my private Facebook or the, the group Facebook, about this, the lingo of companies that started back as far as um, I don't I don't quite remember where it started. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um, oh, was, hey, look at that! I found it on Reddit. I always find it on Reddit. Uh, it started back in 1842, and it's just it's a cartoon. 1842, where they're bitching about uh, if workers can legally strike, no businesses will survive. You should check it out. You should check it out. All it is, is for the past millennia, thousand years, no, no, past century or so, yeah, century. I know, I know stuff. The past century or so, companies have been using lingo, have been abusing language to convince everyone else that if the status quo changes away from their favor, they will have no choice but to close the doors. So much so that my aunt, she posted something, a comment on some lady on a news report having kind of a meltdown that Dollar Tree or Dollar General, one of the true dollar stores, was raising their prices to $1.25 because of inflation and everything. And she thought there was nothing fucking wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Bear in mind, she's in her 60s. And stuck, stuck in her ways. What this is, is these companies are complaining because paying for people, real people, 
to do work that they want done hurts their bottom line. Every, every company wants infinite growth. You make a million dollars last year, you need to make a million five this year or two million. Every year you grow, you grow, you grow more, 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 more. Excuse me. I did a, a section on this when I ranted in my Will Unchained episode, and it still holds true. And it will hold true forever. Companies want more. More for them, less for you. More for them, less for you. That's also your government. More for them, less for you. They want to take, they have you convinced, they have you believing that they have taken all of the power from you. All of it. That lady at Starbucks that I was talking about, all she had to say to herself, she didn't have to say it to her district manager, all she had to say to herself is, I am too sick to go to work. I'm not going. I'm not going. No. That location wouldn't have opened. Oh, no. Oh, no. That location would have opened. Starbucks, the mega corporation, would have lost a few thousand dollars. Maybe $10,000, maybe $20,000. A drop in the bucket compared to the, the reality of how widespread Starbucks is. And it's not even good coffee. I don't even like coffee. It, the people that buy Starbucks baffle me. Baffle me. What are you fucking paying that much money for? Why do they have sizes and languages that don't agree with each other? Vente is not a large it's not. I think vente is Latin. And I don't think it means large. The fuck does it mean? Who cares? Who cares? The point is, Starbucks is built on the concept of elitism. Elitism. Where you go to Starbucks because it's trendy. It's popular. It's only the people that can afford it go to Starbucks. Except... Everyone, all these rich people want to tell you, well, stop going to Starbucks and getting $6 coffees and having your avocado toast, and maybe you can save a little. I really hate this country. I used to love it. I really did. I, I did a section, a segment on it. I used to love this country. I hate this country. I hate how blind and ignorant we are to the world. I hate, I hate all of it. I hate the fact that you have, and if you ever like look at, if you scroll anti-work on Reddit and you start reading the comments, which I do on occasion, you will see people from other countries, other countries that we look down on are flabbergasted. There's a word you don't hear very often, flabbergasted at the treatment of the American worker. You probably have people in sweatshops that have it better than people here. At least in sweatshops, they're allowed to go pee. Amazon, fuck you, you can't pee, make me money. Stop shopping on Amazon. I know, I'm preaching to the choir here. I am. I'm preaching to the choir. My wife still fucking shops on Amazon. Amazon has good deals. But we are not thinking about the human cost of our savings. Is it really that important that you save a little bit of money on this item? Is it really that important? There is an extension you can get for Google Chrome that will, when you're on Amazon looking for something, will find you. This extension will find you another site, another store that has the same exact item. 
It might be a little bit more. But think of what you're doing. Think of what you're doing. You are actively attacking the biggest company in the world. Bigger than fucking Walmart. You're attacking the biggest company in the world. Who treats their employees like they're in sweatshops. Like it's child labor. And I bet you, I bet you, Jeff Bezos cannot fucking wait to get child labor in his facilities. Sure, sure. 50-year-olds, get them the fuck out of here. Give me some 14 or 15-year-olds. They will run their asses off for minimum wage. Because they think this is how the world works. I have to run my ass off for minimum wage. He's, he's fucking banking on it. All of these people are banking on it. We shouldn't have a billionaire class. In this country, there are, what, 700 and some billionaires? 700 people that have over $1 billion. Most of us can't even fathom what a million dollars looks like. Now, times that by a thousand. A thousand million sitting there in, in little stacks. A thousand of those. I'm in a fairly large room. I don't know how much a stack of a million dollars looks like, but I'm betting a thousand of them would fill this room. We don't need that. No one should have that much wealth. No one. What we need, and I found this also on Reddit. I love Reddit. I love Reddit. You should love Reddit too. I found this post, and it's a thought that says, I do not think that 50% of the world's billionaires should be women. I think there shouldn't be billionaires at all. And and one person commented, so you're saying that 0% of the world should be billionaires? To which the the author says, yes. And another person commented, why shouldn't there be billionaires? That makes no sense. And this person's reply, and I give them absolutely all credit for this, is, is, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. They say, because the existence of billionaires is predicated on the exploitation of human labor and the unsustainable environmental harm. The le- that, level of wealth hoard- that level of wealth hoarding is harmful to economies as it reduces the amount of money in circulation. No one person, no family could ever conceivably spend $1 billion at any point. And it is inherently immoral to accumulate wealth so narrowly while so much of the world lives in abject poverty. Great quote. But it goes on. Better than to create a wealth ceiling at point... A point at which all wealth over a certain point is taxed at or very near near 100% to incentivize people to actually spend their money rather than hoard it, stimulating the economy and bettering the lives of far more people. Better even still to create and regulate economic systems that protect workers and the environment in a way that such extreme levels of wealth accumulation aren't even feasible. And I 100% stand behind that quote. Why do you need a billion dollars? Why does anyone need that much money? Why do you need $10 million? Think of it. Think of the lottery. The last time I talked about the lottery, there was uh, the, the take home after taxes was like $450 million. More money than any one family could spend, like this post says, conceivably spend in their lifetime. And I know what you're thinking. Well, I could buy this. I could buy that. Do you have any idea how long it takes for those, that amount of money to go away? 
Sure, the government loves taxing the fuck out of it. And if you let it sit there, they will just simply tax it into non-existence. But you think of what, like, a top-end Ferrari costs. You know, one or two million dollars. If you have $400 million, you have to buy 200 cars. 200 of the same car just to eliminate that wealth. And then, you know, paying all the sales tax and upkeep and whatnot. What, what are you going to do with that? That's why it's inconceivable. Is although you could potentially buy all the shit you could ever want, what are you going to do with it? Pass it down to your family who probably doesn't want your shit? No one wants your collection of knickknacks, Grandma. No one wants it. Why people collect stupid shit like that, I have no idea. Conversation for another time. So I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I'm angry, and which seems to happen a lot lately. More on that in another episode. But I'm thinking of why, why, why? Why are we so powerless to enact change? You, you see the change. You see it happening. You see... It's slow. It's slow. You see all the signs that we're hiring, although we're not hiring, or we're hiring but we can't get any work, or we're hiring because the Democrats gave people money, or we're hiring because Trump fucked up, or we're hiring. Yeah, everybody's hiring. Everybody is looking to get help. My local Coney Island, just up the road here, changed their hours from closing at 3 or 4 in the afternoon to now closing at 2. They can't get help. Their standards are too high, for sure. You want experienced cooks, and you're not willing to train. So unless Gordon Ramsay just stops by and says, hey, I'll work here, you're not going to get experienced help. Not with that kind of attitude. You see all of, I don't know, I'm not sure how much people are paying attention to this, and I really hope that you are. But you see all of these reports, at least I do, of people going to job interviews and Anytime they mention how much they're getting paid or what the benefits are, the conversation quickly is directed around that to something else. You see people, they make posts where you know, they, they were talking to a recruiter, a recruiter who sought them out based on their application, based on their resume, sought them out but won't discuss compensation. Shady, shady shit. Red flags everywhere. If the place you're applying to will not tell you off the bat what you're getting paid, walk out. Just, nope, this place isn't for me. Walk out. Don't even give them a chance to explain. Walk out. Or, or better yet, waste their time. Go through the entire interview. Go through the entire, well, it, they don't want to talk about conversation. Okay, go through the entire interview. And at the end, after you've wasted an hour or an hour and a half of their time or whatever, ask about the compensation. Ask, have them dodge, dodge that question. And then just drag it on, drag it on to the point. And then tell them, hey, well, this place isn't for me. Just see the look on their face, knowing that they, they've wasted an hour of their life on you. Because they can't be bothered to be transparent. Every company should be transparent. You, you, hear, you see those posts. I see a lot of these posts of companies posting in break rooms and whatnot. Do not discuss your wages with your fellow employees. I had at the factory, my old boss did that. He said that out loud. And this is before I started digging into what the law was. He said that out loud. You're not allowed to talk about your wages with anybody else. That's fucking illegal. Illegal. And unenforceable, by the way. 
but illegal nonetheless. Talking about your wages with other people is what gets raises going. When someone they know is making more money than them, they're going to go to their boss. That person's going to go to their boss and go, hey, uh, I want to make what he's making. I can do everything he can do. I Pay me. You, I deserve that. And you're right, you do. You do deserve that. But these companies, the, when they keep wages secret, that's how they can control you. That's how they can manipulate the system. Knowing that it's illegal, they'll do it anyway because not enough people are calling them out on the bullshit. You can't do that. No one, no one can come to you and say, do not talk about your wages. Do not talk about Sharon's wages or Ken's wages. Do not talk about wages. They can't do that. They can try. And then you can go ahead and call your local labor board and they will rip that company and you asshole. And you should. You should. You owe no loyalty to your employer. You have a business arrangement. You are selling yourself like a prostitute. Get that image out of your head. To your employer for X amount of dollars per hour. That's what you're doing. That's, that's what we're all doing. We shouldn't even have to do that. The best years of our life are being sold to someone else. It's, when you think about it in that way, when you think about, and let's, let's get nerdy, nitty gritty. Let's get disgusting with it. Think about a prostitute. Sex work is still work. Sorry, I wouldn't want to do that. They should unionize. I don't want to do that. Anyway, think about that. For an hour of his or her time, yes, there are male prostitutes. It's okay. We, we accept this. For an hour of their time, depending on the service, it's anywhere from, what, 20 bucks to a few hundred, depending on the service, depending on the class of prostitute you have. Prostitutes are like lawyers. You know, you know you'll get some work done real, real cheap. You can get real cheap work done. It may not be the best, but it's real cheap. Or you could pay a little bit more and get some really good work done to you, for you, question mark. Anyway, we're all prostitutes. We're all prostitutes. We prostitute ourselves to the almighty dollar because we have allowed a society to be created where money, that, that intangible concept of money is more important than the human trying to earn it we we destroy our bodies we destroy our families we destroy any sense of self to earn a dollar or five or 20 or however many you you earn i i make 16 46 an hour sweeping floors and scrubbing toilets said it fuck it i don't care i don't care i'm underpaid i know i am i know i am i'm underpaid because i value my value for me is priceless you cannot put a dollar value on my life i have because this system is created to chew people up and spit them out we're like fresh meat for the grinder over and over and over again you know what's funny? Speaking of meat for the grinder, is I've been seeing reports on the news of the birth rate in America has been on a steady decline for the last, 
I don't know, 30 years or so. It's just, it's going down, it's going downhill, it's going downhill fast. And we have all of these boomers, these baby boomers that are now retiring. Millions of them that we're not replacing with new people going into the workforce. Creating a worker scarcity. On top of, on top of people not wanting to work for shitty companies, for shitty pay. You, you see, we've, we've created this, this pandemic. And I actually, I will give credit to the pandemic. Whether it was an accidental release or manufactured for political gain, there's a conspiracy theory for you, folks. There's a conspiracy theory. One we'll touch on later. Not, not tonight, but later. COVID, the COVID-19 super virus, at this point it's a super virus, um, has shaken up the world economy it has, to the point where it crippled it. And now the world's economy is on life support. I think at last count, America had lost 800,000 people to this virus. Whether that's an accurate number or not is irrelevant. Okay? Yes, other people died. Other people died of other things other than COVID during this time, which is why I question the validity of that number. But 800,000 people in America dead from COVID-related issues. That's about a million. So take them out of the workforce and all these people are retiring and all these people are changing jobs and there's no new stock coming up. All the young kids, and I see young kids every day because I work in a school, all of these kids are deciding, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. You shouldn't have to. I, I agree with them. I feel their pain. You shouldn't have to work. My daughter, she was working at Kohl's. I made a rant about Kohl's and she, she quit. She quit. She quit early. We were actually like hoping she would go on a little bit longer, but she quit. She, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. Okay. You, you've, had, you've had your taste of adulthood. You know what adulthood is like. That Getting up and doing the, the quote-unquote grind. We need to stop glamorizing, glamorizing that kind of culture. The, the grind. Let's go make that money. The grind. I No, I see this shit on DoorDash commercials and it makes me sick. We are not glorifying that shit. We need to stop glorifying that shit. Anyway, before this gets too long-winded, um, and if you notice, I passed a 30-minute mark. Um, Jeff, grateful Jeff, grateful to Jeff, um, brought in his old laptop so I can record in longer and longer stints at a time. And this was kind of a, a starter episode to get that tested and out there. So, um, yeah, I did some ranting. I did some bitching. I have a lot I want to say. I really do. I have a lot of uh, personal stuff that's been weighing on my shoulders that I'm trying to get gone. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy facing what, one, facing what I have to face, and two, making the decision on that as to how I go forward. That said, um, after conveying, convening with Jeff, we decided we're going to try to wrap this season one of Talk is Cheap up at 25 episodes, which this will be 21. We'll leave us with four episodes to go. Maybe, maybe. 
And then we're going to do a brief hiatus. And sometime in January, I will launch season two. That said, um, I completely, I completely love you guys for the support. I know our, our channel isn't big. Our following isn't large, but each and every one of you that listens to these, even just to hear what has me pissed off for the day is more than I thought would happen. And I, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, that said, I know that some things like, um, the will unchained episode did, <clears throat> did stir some, some feathers. Um, I had a person, she, she told me straight up, she couldn't listen to all of it. That's, me being loud and angry and yelling was just not something that she could handle. And I fully accept that. I, I do. I, I do not want to upset people away from the show. I, I want you to be upset at the things I'm saying because they should upset you. But that's because of the world. Like, the world should be upsetting you, not what I say. <clears throat> and I had another person took what I said very personally. And we had to have a discussion about that in private. What I say is just what's on the inside. And I use this. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to go into that. I'm not even going to go into that. I'm not fucking Hollywood. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. Um, and I appreciate it. You guys have yourself a wonderful night. Bye. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of Elise, Jeff, and myself, we thank you for your love and continued support. If you want to support us further or chime in on the discussion you can find us at facebook at talk is cheap that's why we have a podcast or on instagram at talking underscore cheap be sure to tell your friends like our content and share it the best way we know how to do our job is for you guys to tell us what works and what doesn't anyways love you all appreciate all your support and we will talk to you again soon